it out. They are coming. To Shriek Previews. Welcome to Shriek Previews. I'm Brent. This here's my cohort, Martin. And, uh... Deal with it. Deal with it. Shriek Previews is all about all things horror, especially movies. Something I didn't mention in the last, um, last episode was I wanted to thank, uh, one of our, well, one of my friends who, when I put out their ideas for the name of this, he was actually the one who came up with the idea, Shriek Previews. So, thank you to Paul Merkline for, uh, for the suggestion of the, of the name. That's the one that got the most votes. It ended up being the one that we liked the most that was not already taken by something else. Like a band. Right. Bands and other podcasts and things like that. So, um... Starting off, uh, we're going to get to our main event shortly, but uh, starting off, Martin, what uh, what up-and-coming horror movies or horror-based things are you uh, looking forward to? Good question. So, what I've seen, admittedly, I haven't seen a whole lot of trailers that have really gotten me, but I have seen a few. I heard there's a movie Spiral coming out. It's the next installment of the Saw series, but I don't really care for the Saw movies. So, three that I have heard of that I'm interested in are Antebellum, which I have no idea what it's about. The trailers look completely bonkers. Looks almost like a shifting through time or some kind of flashback type thing going on, but it looks really good. And I think it's Jordan Peele. I could be wrong. Um, as far as I'm aware, Jordan Peele's next movie, uh, the only thing that he's associated with is he's in the process right now of remaking Candyman. That I have heard, which so, I am interested in. Now, Jordan Peele may be a producer for it. Yeah, Andrew Mellon has a little bit of Jordan Peele feel to it. But, I mean, either way, it looks like a really fantastic movie. Um, and if Jordan Peele is a band member, is involved, so much the better. He's mm -hmm. been really good so far. Also, uh, Antlers, which is Guillermo del Toro, who I love his stuff. Mm -hmm. Especially his early stuff. This one looks good. Looks weird. <laughs> yeah, it's Guillermo which, del Toro. Right, exactly. Uh, and finally, um, it's probably more sci-fi than horror, but Tenant. Yeah. That looks really impressive. That looks and that's, um, say, due to the Interstellar and those movies. Okay. And, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, because Tenet, it's got the, like, you know, where it's spelled the same, yeah. Right, and it's like a funky reality-altered thing. But you also, I'll, well, I'll let you go. I just mentioned three, so go okay. for it. Well, the ones that, I mean, also, I am looking forward to Spiral. Um, now, the Saw movies were hit or miss. I loved the first two. I loved the first one. And I loved the last one. And I didn't bother. Okay. The ones in between were bleh. Now, this one, yes, it says Spiral, the next chapter in the book of Saw. So, it almost looks like it's about a copycat killer. But it's got a stellar cast. It's got Chris Rock, um, um, um... Samuel L. Jackson, and for some big names to, to um, and it was I think it was either written or directed by Chris Rock. Huh, that would be yeah. interesting. Comedians translate very well to other more serious genres, yeah, including horror and drama. 
So I'm interested. Well, Jordan Peele, he started. He was a comedian, you know. Yeah. So, um, you know, but for somebody, for some, these are big names, and for Chris Rock to especially put his, throw his hat into the filmmaking ring with something like this, um, I'm very interested in it. I yeah. have high hopes for it. Uh, so we'll see what happens. And you know, it's I'm hoping it's a cap copycat because they beat the whole saw thing to death. Oh. Uh, the other one that I'm looking forward to, when I first saw the trailers, I thought, that looked kind of lame, but the more I've seen, the more interested I am, is The Invisible Man. Yes, I was going to mention that. And that comes out in just a couple days, I think. In fact, by the time this episode gets published, I'm sure it'll already be out. Yeah, um, probably. Because I think that comes out like February 28th or something like that. Movie night. Hey, that, that could be. Mm -hmm. um, and so that one just looks very interesting. Uh, definitely more of the thriller type, looks more thriller type than actual gory horror. But it does have the quintessential monster movie. Sure, yeah. So. You know, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that as well. And there's a lot of things way down on the horizon, like, um, that I'm, I'm looking forward to. Like we mentioned Jordan Peele's Candyman. Yeah. Although we don't know when that's coming out at this point or anything like that. So, um. Well, now in the theaters right now is The Boy too. Oh, did, is that out now? Okay. Yes, I went and saw it the other night. Okay. We'll have to, you know, because that one I'm interested about because I saw The Boy. Yeah. And well, did you like the first one? I didn't dislike it. Well, you'll dislike the second one. Okay. Because what I saw, and without getting into too much about this, you know, the first one, it was, and spoiler alert, it makes the it first one's like a giant just... spoiler waiting to happen for anybody who's never seen it. Whether you like the movie, the ending is... Yeah, the, the you seem like there's one thing... It seems like there's one thing happening, and then at the end it kind of turns it on its head. It's a, a whole twist. Now with Brahms, The Boy 2, it looks like they're trying to turn it back into what you originally thought it was, and they almost look like they're trying to make Brahms into another Annabelle. Should I really say? Um, no, because I'm, I'm, I'm okay. going to see it. Let's Even... just say giant cash grab. Sure that. You know, me and my friend Jason, who I see a lot of horror movies with, we'll talk about, you know, planning to see a movie and be like, oh, the reviews are, look awful. Everyone's saying this movie sucks. And he'll be like, that's never stopped us before. Yeah, agreed. Same here. So, Slenderman. <clears throat> so, Ooh, was that a slimy style dog crap? Yes. I have a dog crap. Ugh. So, that's uh, that's the sneak previews, or, or coming attractions, because the name of the show is Shriek Previews. We shouldn't have a, a show called Sneak Previews. So, uh, that's coming attractions, or coming soon, or we'll have to come up with a name. So, feel yourself attracted. Yes. We're very attracted to your... I'm not going to say that. Um, <laughs> so, let's go with the main event. What's uh, the, the feature film we're reviewing today? Another recent one, Underwater. Underwater, with yes. With Kristen Stewart. Yes. And also uh, from Deadpool, uh, Miller. Oh, yeah, T.J. Miller. T.J. Miller from Deadpool. Uh, you want to go first? or Sure. I went out to the theater and saw it. I was not expecting much. Didn't get a whole lot, but it was a really fun movie. I really enjoyed it. It's not a great movie. It's not a groundbreaking movie. You're not going to go and go, oh. You're going to go and go, Bleh. okay, that was fun. It is essentially uh, The Abyss meets Alien. Yeah, that and, is the movie right there. And okay, and at this point we should give the obligatory if you plan to see this and you haven't seen it yet, 
you've got five seconds to skip ahead to the next part. Sorry. Five, four, three, two, one. All right. So, continue. All right. Do you want me to redo that so you can edit? No, go ahead. Yeah, okay. So, as I said, it's the Abyss meets Alien. They're underwater. The whole thing starts falling apart. Weird monsters outside. It does have some upsides, though. It is really, for the special effects, are very effective. It's tough to film them underwater like that. Look at the making of the Abyss. And they're so deep, it's like a space movie, practically, which is more that alien feel. But also, there's some scenes that are very, very Lovecraftian, especially the end when the giant, like, alien is there. You're going, Cthulhu. So, um, Kristen Stewart is actually pretty good in it. T.J. Miller's the highlight. He is ridiculously funny in this movie. It kind of takes away from the tenseness of the movie. Sometimes that works. This shouldn't work. But the movie overall is so... Hmm, that it adds some fun to it. Um, the sets were really good. I've got to admit, the, set, the sets for the uh, underwater stations were fantastic. That was one highlight. And it was adequately filmed. It's a fun movie. Right. It's yeah. a good time. Um, the only reason I saw that movie was because of you. You said it was worth seeing. Because just from the trailer, I thought, eh, and I'm not too big on Kristen Stewart. Yeah. So, um, I agree with you. The sets, one thing, I mean, the movie was very dark. There was a lot yeah. of, you know, darkness and, and difficult to see. Well, that's Alien right there. Right, yeah. The alien in a nutshell. And, um, but the, the sets made it seem like an old rig, which we kind of yes. got from the original Alien as well. Bingo. It, it was... Obviously, fabric newly fabricated, but made to look old and worn down, and things are broken. And so, I thought that was really well done. Um, As they used to say on those old channel the PBS movie making specials, movie magic. <laughs> Ding. Kristen Stewart, I still don't like her, and and I felt that they they said, okay, Kristen Stewart, we want you to be Katie Sackhoff. Which I don't know if you if you know who she is. Yeah, she was Battlestar Galactica. Starbuck in Ga- the the reboot of Battlestar Galactica. She was also Doll in the third Riddick movie, and so the the and she was an Oculus. Really? Yep, she was the mother of Oculus. But anyways, we'll talk about that one sometime. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, so, uh, you know, short blonde hair. And kind of the the tough wearing the tank top almost looks yeah. like a space marine. That's Katie Sackhoff. It almost feels like they wanted to cast her, and they instead they got Kristen Stewart instead. True. Now the one like I know you're drawing the parallel to Battlestar Galactica. That's easy because that's the one that fits the best. But Starbuck never felt that angry. Starbuck always felt like she was. I mean, she was angry, but she was. Starbuck. I mean, she was Dirk Benedict with boobs. Let's be honest. Um, Kristen Stewart, I can see the parallels there, but I saw a different character out of her um, besides the obvious joke about angry lesbian, but I'm not going to say that. Um, I see a much more angry character, and I think there was a little more storyline hiding there between her and the captain. There was something more there that the movie never got to us. They were so busy making a monster movie, never got to it, but I think had they involved too heavily in that, it would have brought in the characters, but it kind of ruined how fun the movie was. Sure. Because in the end, like I said, it's not a deep movie. It's not Midsummer. It's right. not, It's not. you know, uh, Get Out. It's nothing like that. There's it's a monster that. movie. It is a monster movie. It's a fun part popcorn movie. You treat it like that, you'll enjoy it. Yeah. Looking for anything more? 
no hidden meaning or symbolism or anything like that. But uh, you're right. You know, the use of we don't really get a good look at the monsters until the very end. And then it's all hail Cthulhu. You know, it looked like Cthulhu. Well, it's got that. So one thing with with Lovecraft, it's all about the grandioseness. Cthulhu isn't big because he's Godzilla. He's big because it's grandiose. And that monster was truly grandiose. Mm. Although it does definitely borrow a page from Cloverfield with a little creature falling off. Sure. It's still a really cool monster design. The way they present it really does give it a grandiose perspective. Yeah. So, and that's one of the more fun parts of the movie. Yeah. Now, I did, you know, find it interesting at the end there. Um, anyone who are, is worried about spoilers has already jumped ahead, whatever. But when... Right, spoil already by me. <laughs> the, um, you know, the escape pods. Yeah. And, you know, they're going up now... That's not how escape pods deep underwater work because you're going to get the bends and you're going to explode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, why is my blood bubbling? Right. But, you know, that's, let's face it. Ooh, my abdomen hurts. <laughs> right. But, um, so, if you're willing to suspend that disbelief, oh, you're yeah. right. It is an outer space movie deep underwater, which yes. you might as well be in outer space. Yeah. It's dark, it's hard to see things, it's hard to move. You go outside and you're going to die, and there's creatures. Oh, the whole movie is suspension of disbelief. Yeah. That's the whole movie. Is. There's no way you could buy a bit of that as being realistic. But if you are buying it, trying to see something realistic, why are you seeing a monster movie? True. Very true. So how would you rate that on a 1 to 10? So I would give it a probably a 6.5 to 7. It wasn't a great movie. I'll throw it above average for a lot of modern movies of this kind. I'm giving it some leeway, too, because we're not seeing any depth in that movie. But just for sheer entertainment value, I'd say 6, 6.5, maybe 7. Okay, yeah, I gave it a 6 because although it was well done, there was nothing overly special about it. The acting wasn't spectacular. The plot line was, wasn't overly original or anything like that. It was... Nothing made you go, wow! Right. So, I'm glad I watched it. I'm glad I didn't pay full price for it. I did. So, definitely a renter. You know, if, yeah. if you just want to see a, a creepy horror movie, you know, horror sci-fi, there's a few jump scares. There are, some, there are a few jump scares that are actually pretty effective. Mm-hmm. There are, you know, some are really, eh, some are, eh. But in this movie, the jump scares are very good. And when it's not jump scares, there's still a lot of tension. Because oh, yeah. it throws you into the pardon the pun, the deep end, like, immediately. It's like, it's the movie starts with her um, brushing her teeth, and then everything goes to hell, like, 45 yeah, no seconds shit. into the movie. Yeah, the most generic thing you can think of, and then craziness. Yeah, and then from there until the end, it's just boom, 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 boom. We're gonna die, we gotta do this, we gotta do this, and... Uh, so yeah, it was worth a, a watch, and uh, it's one of those movies where if you have a significant other who likes to cuddle up to you when she gets scared, or he, um, that this is a good one for that. So I gave it a six, just a bit above average. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Okay. So, segueing over to our next segment, a bit of an older movie. We've got The Monster. The Monster. This is one of the movies that DirecTV has put out recently. I've liked a lot of their recent work. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah I've never heard of it, but it's... Um, yeah, I, I heard about it on a uh, trailer somewhere, 
and I noticed in a couple other good ones like um, uh, The Void or um, Black Coat's Daughter have been put out by DirecTV, and I've really liked everything they've done, those, just those three movies so far, yeah. which is nice from a streaming service. Sure. Especially one nobody uses. Right. So what's your thoughts on The Monster? Um, overall, I didn't care much for it. Um, now, for starters, the thing that really annoyed me is the the two main characters, a mother and the daughter. Before it came, it was blatantly obvious that that was her mom. I thought it was her big sister because yeah. the the person they cast for the mom, the the daughter, the girl is maybe looks like she's maybe eleven or twelve. Yeah, the mom looks like she's eighteen, and so it just I right away that was just a. I don't quite buy that. Um, you know, there's there's a whole flashbacks to the mom being an alcoholic and stuff like that, which I think was trying to portray like a deeper, um, you know, rift between the, the, the mom and the daughter. But I yeah. never felt it really, it, it really took, took shape. Um, I thought the monster itself was pretty cool looking. Uh, again, this movie didn't um, uses a lot of tension. You don't really see get a good look of the monster until towards the end, and even then, you don't really get a good look at it. Yeah, it's very dark. Probably, I'm guessing this was a fairly low budget film. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, it it primarily takes place out in a uh, a rain soaked road in the middle of nowhere. And uh, and the woods, you know, right around there. Um, so we might not have ever gotten a good look at the monster because if we'd gotten a good look, we would have been able to tell it was... Uh, like a, half trash bag. Right. Trash bags, latex, and popsicle sticks or whatever. The magical uh, movie magic. <laughs> but, um, so, it was one of those that as I'm watching it, I was like, okay, we get it. And even though it's not a very long movie, it's... Um, 91 minutes, it still felt too long. Mm, okay. So my thought on it, I actually really like the monster. So while, yes, I will definitely agree with you, the mom looks a little bit young. She looks like she's more in her 20s. And, you know, somebody been partying that hard in their 20s is going to look a bit older than that. Although the actress is very good. And the young actress who played the daughter was also very good. One of the other problems I have is this deals with the mother taking that daughter to drop her off with dads with the intention she's just going to leave her there. Not going to pick her up again. Because she has slipped it, slipped it in that uh, alcohol and drug induced permanent stupor. But you never hear about the dad. You never see where their relationship was, what it came to, what dad's doing that's so, so preferential to leave your daughter with him than you keep her around. And the dad obviously is married now or at least has a, a significant other Who's, who is implied to be more stable. Right. I like the movie because it's very much an homage to 80s horror movies, to 80s monster movies, the thing in the woods. I think it actually builds tension throughout the movie very well because you don't see anything. Dead dog in the road causes them to crash out the car. Creepy troll truck driver seems actually like an okay guy shows up and disappears underneath the car. You know, the both women are injured in the initial crash. Lots of things to say something's out there we don't know what. So I really like that. Um, you do see the monster later on, and I'm, I'm glad not only because 
when you see the monster you know you know outfit and the making of stuff it's pretty pathetic but the loose of all like helps that once again 80s monster movie of course is going to be dark in the woods so um one other problem is it is just it keeps coming and the set never goes anywhere so next thing you know they're in the ambulance and the ambulance drivers are too dumb to just leave so that kind of plays against it but i i like the simplicity of it um the mother-daughter coupling, like, as you said, the mother doesn't look like she's a drug addict with an 11-year-old kid. But I still think their performances were dynamic enough and good enough to carry the movie. And, uh, once again, homage to 80s monster movies. So I like that. It was a low-budget movie, did a lot with what it had, which wasn't much. Sure. I will um, agree with you that, I mean, the, the mother's acting, and. Eh. Um, the mother looked a lot like somebody I know. So I, I, I kept seeing my friend, you know, I was like, oh, she could have done that because uh, she's also an actress who makes movies. Oh, hey. um, but um, the daughter, I thought her acting was like when she started crying, I felt that was real. Yeah, And you don't get that from an 11-year-old actress very much. Yeah. 11-ish. Again, I don't know how old she was. But she was young. I mean, she could... You know, so... They'll usually, in most movies, get someone who's a little bit older and has a little more maturity. But you're right. There's no way that girl was 15. Right. She had to have been a little kid. Yeah. And so I thought I thought she did a great job. Um, yeah, she was there. Her performance was really heart-wrenching. And you really felt the tension when she was like, mm-hmm. you know. And then at the end, when she leaves the woods and she's like, I'm not afraid anymore. Yeah. Um. So, you know, and that might have been the whole fear things and getting beyond fear. That might have been part of the whole thing with flashbacks. She's been afraid her whole life. Cause Which is something these, you show during the movie. Yeah. You know, and especially as she has sort of been taking care of her mom. The show in the beginning and flashbacks. where She's sort of, sort of running the household because mom's in a stupor perpetually. Mm-hmm. Like the first scene when they're leaving the house, they leave like five hours late. Because mom just finally woke up and had a beer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so so yeah. Um. So scale of one to ten, where would you put the monster? I would put the monster at a seven point five to an eight Interesting. in that range. Like I said, I really liked it. Plus, it's an homage, and the fact that they did so so much or so little, and the performance I thought were very good, gives some credence with me. Fair enough. Um. See, I would put it at probably like a three and a half. Okay. Um. You know, cinematography, again, they did did a lot with what they had. But overall, I just, the, I wasn't riveted. Uh, like I said, it felt too long to me. I was like, when is this going to be done? And it just, uh, it didn't do anything for me. I was never scared. I was never overly tense. Um, so here you get, you know, what we're going to give you on this podcast is, our honest opinions and we're not always going to agree and yeah. you can you can decide well we can believe Brent because he's obviously the more intelligent and and good looking of the two or we'll go <laughs> well, the more full of shit <laughs> well there's that too I, you know I mean I see your points with that that's just you're wrong <laughs> okay so uh, moving on to our our topic you know our, our free flowing topic our miscellaneous topic to wrap things up um, 
we were going to talk about what what bothers you or what's what's your what's your trigger uh in movies in movie in horror movies yeah so what really bothers me in movies is primarily not things that make me scared but uncomfortable painful stuff i.e. the entire hostel and saw series i i'm not seeing a movie to see people in pain that's not scary that's not fun it's cringy i don't want to see that i don't want to do that i don't want to be involved with that now, if you're talking about actually scaring, ghost movies get me. Woman in Black, I still think it's one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. That will drive me up the wall. I can't even watch it half the time because I find it so scary because it's so bam, bam, bam. You know, it's constantly hits you. It doesn't have a let up in. It's nothing new. It doesn't do anything dramatically new. It's all stuff that is done before. Done very well and with a staccato machine gun rate of fire. It just keeps hitting you, hitting you, it never lets you rest. Most good scary movies, not all, but most good scary movies have some levity, some kind of humor to break it up. It gives you a chance to calm down and you come down. Then it can hit you again and bring you back up dramatically, but it gives you a break. Woman in Black, not for a minute. And, you know, it's scary movies with ghosts. Having, had, having dealt with a ghost, it's, it's something that impacts me, but I enjoy those movies. But yeah, I love that movie. I own it here. I never watch it. It scares the living crap out of me. Same with the original uh, 1960 or 1959, The Haunting, with Claire Boom. Mm. Bloom. That one, too. The remake with Catherine Zeta-Jones. Uh, I just want to look at Catherine Zeta-Jones in boots, you know. So, <laughs> so uh, but yeah, the original Haunting. Ooh. Interesting, you know, because I, I saw the women in, Woman in Black, and I was unimpressed. And... The Woman in Black 2 was horrible, in oh, my opinion. Yeah, that was terrible. So, uh, we'll, we'll agree on that. That's a... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now, Festering pile of dog poop. Yes. Now, it's interesting because uh, my triggers are very similar to yours. Pain. Um, the See, the Saw movies, to me, they were too um, unrealistic, so it didn't affect me like that. But you mentioned Hostel. Hostel definitely made me very uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, Eli Roth's Green Inferno made me uncomfortable. Or the original Green Inferno. Which, well, I didn't see the original. I neither did I, but, you know, cannibalism made my thing. Yeah. Um, Hereditary, because although that wasn't physical pain, there was a lot of emotional <laughs> pain in that one. There was some physical pain in a... Well, yeah. With, you know, with a light pole, but... Right, yeah. yeah that, that, when I first saw that, I was like, holy cow, and I had to rewatch that scene like three times. Yeah. I saw it in the theater. Didn't get to rewind it. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely Hostel was... Um, I just felt gross afterwards. Yeah, I couldn't even get through it because I heard so much about it. And like... Um, it's just movies like that. I've seen one of those movies that I actually enjoyed because it makes light of it. It's called The Loved Ones, an Australian movie. And it's actually kind of a comedy. Hmm. So it has a lot of those really uncomfortable, painful situations. But the movie as a a whole is so off-kilter. It's that that great Australian humor that's really off-kilter. So it works. But movies like that... And the scenes like that in a movie can work. For instance, the great barbed wire scene from the original Suspiria. Which I didn't see. Don't look at me in that tone of voice. (laughs) I will look at you at this time advice to ban it. It is the the greatest of the spaghetti horrors okay. from the 1960s and 70s. So the movie as a whole is fantastic. It's dated now. The remakes. 
But there's a scene where a woman ends up in a room full of barbed wire. Okay. And it's absolutely horrifying to watch, but in the context of the movie, it works. And it gives makes it uncomfortable that scene, but it's just drawn out through the entire movie. Sure. So you must watch this period. Okay. That's yeah. like not seeing Night of the Living Dead. That I have seen. Both versions. Right. Like all four versions? Oh, I don't know. The, the, There's like three or four. Are there? I mean, I've seen the original, like, black and white. Mm-hmm. And I saw the one that came out about 10 years ago. Um, and then there's one that came out in the 90s. Tom Savini directed. Okay, now I don't know if I saw that one. He ain't mentioned as much. Now, interesting, I'm going to give a little shout out here. Um, talk, speaking of Night of the Living Dead, um, I've got some friends that are up in the Milwaukee area. And they, they're, they're called Angry Young Men. Mm. It's the name of their group, and they perform uh, usually only, or, or the, I've only seen them around Halloween time. They rent a theater or whatever, but they perform Night of the Living Dead, The Puppet Show. Ooh. And it is absolutely brilliant. That sounds interesting. So, um, Puppet you, Show, I can watch. You can look them up on YouTube, Angry Young Men. They're not a sponsor. They're not, they don't even know I'm mentioning this, but uh, I just want to give credit where credit is due since we brought up Night of the Living Dead. And they basically take the original script and they, they, they do it, reenact it with puppets. And it's beautiful. Like when the hillbilly takes a shotgun and shoots a, a zombie, you see all this red cloth come out of the back of its head. And it's just, it was really good. So, um, where were we? Oh, um, so yeah. Un- uncomfortable pain. Yeah. Like hostile, uh, green inferno, because those were realistic. And I could see that happening. The Saw movies, I couldn't really picture somebody actually being in a helmet that's going to split their head open when a timer goes See, off. See, it isn't that. It's the stuff of showing people with their arms getting cut off and things like limbs being cut off and gotcha. legs and fingers broken. <coughs> that's the stuff there. Yeah, Saw is totally over the top and ridiculous. And that's one of the attractions for a lot of viewers right. in the horror community as they enjoy stuff like that. Right. But, um, I mean, you know... Um, there once again there are some movies like that are very uncomfortable I enjoy like the green room or uh, the seasoning house those are not comfortable movies or um, frozen not not the end one go, yeah. that's a really end. uncomfortable one I'm talking about the one that uh, Adam Green directed okay. a few years ago the uh, ski the ski lift one which is a great movie by the way we'll talk about that okay. one sometime so but yeah and then you know what you talked about ghost stories uh, ghosts or the the supernatural. Um, those are triggers for me as well. Like when when it's campier, over the top demons and stuff, that doesn't bother me. But um, the original uh, um, Exorcist, the, the original Exorcist, that yes. is scary as yes. And believe it or not, although I've seen it uh, now, I've seen this movie so many times, I've I've kind of become desensitized. But the first time I saw the very first Paranormal Activity movie, mm. that messed with me. The first one a little bit, but they kind of went downhill really quick. I, I liked one and two. Three, four, and five were kind of bleh. I'm thinking I even saw five. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and like I can watch Annabelle all day or The Conjuring or I can't. Like that. I can't watch Annabelle at all. <laughs> I've seen it. I slept through it. It sucked. Um, but the con- the first The Conjuring, I thought, fell right in with it. I thought that movie was scary as hell. See, I liked it, and I thought it was scary, but it didn't... Oh, yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that good old train, there's a couple. Oh, yeah. 
So go on with what you were saying about the Conjuring. I, I, this Conjuring I thought was scary as hell. See, I liked the Conjuring. Don't do that. <laughs> the hide and seek gig with the. the... Yeah. Um, Tell me you weren't scared crap on side of that. I know you flinched. Oh, okay. See that that you were doing a reference to Conjuring. I thought you were saying cut because the train was going. No. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That. I mean, and and the Conjuring too. I really enjoyed as well. Yeah, that one was good. But they didn't, um, they didn't creep me out like the uh, um, the Exorcist did. Oh, the Exorcist is a great movie, but yeah, it is creepy as hell. And you know, movies that are that old, even if they're good, like Rosemary's Baby, great old movie. But it doesn't really scare you in anymore. You know, you don't have that fear they had back in the day. You know, Dracula and Frankenstein, when they both came out, they had people terrified of the theater. Now it's almost a joke. Right. But the Exorcist is still solidly scare the crap out of you. Where's the toilet? I get a shit bad movie. Yes. Not that I actually got to. It's not scary. <laughs> and um, the extended version, uh, even more. Upside down crab upside walking. Down crab. Uh, that now that's was... uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> That's uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, although, you know, you have to wonder watching that movie, you think uh, when Linda Blair was just a kid, and you're like, her parents let her say those words. <laughs> well, you know, she screwed up her back on that movie. Did she? Yeah, the sequence where she's being slammed up and down in the bed, uh-huh. she actually injured her back. Her yelling stop in, in pain was her yelling stop in pain. Oh, wow. That wasn't the director going, be hurt. She was hurt. Wow. And Max von Sydow was amazing in that movie. Okay, what movie was he not amazing in? Um, Star Wars The Force Awakens. Okay, that's a bad movie. Let's start with that. <laughs> And I'm a Star Wars fan too, so is he. So, but you. But yeah, Max Van Sydow was was is, I don't know if he's still alive or not. But I think he's gonna outlive all of us. But yeah, I mean, you know, his defense in Star Wars, he's working on the material he was given, right. which you know. But he is slash was whether he's still alive or not a a great actor. Oh, for sure. And I mean, like I said, the reason because he was an old geezer back in The Exorcist. <laughs> You know, yeah. And now here it is, what, 40 years later? Yeah, and he's still kicking around. We're still talking. Even if he's dead now, he was alive 10 years ago for Force Awakens. Right. And so, um, so yeah, the, the, those kind of... So I think you and I, one of these days, we're going to have to have like a, a movie night where we, we pick the movies. Or maybe we just watch The Exorcist and just uh-huh. freak the sh- poop <laughs> Do out. Do like a reaction video? Oh yeah, that'd but be cool. Like to do with the uh, the the music on YouTube, right? Yep, set that up and watch us shit our pants, right? <laughs> so, all right. So you know, let us know what disturbs you or what scares you. In besides movies. my hairline, right? His, well, you you've still got a better hairline than I do. Yeah, yeah, but yours one is actually gone as good. I got, uh, you know, it is what it is. You've Your hairline's back here, uh-huh. right? You've also got a few years on me, so. I'm going to just tell you to shut the hell up. <laughs> so, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, send us your emails at shriekpreviews at gmail.com. I'm Brent. This is Martin. This has been Shriek Previews. And uh, keep watching movies. Stay scared. Or we still got to come up with a, a... I like stay scared. Stay scared. Stay All right, scared. That's what yeah. it is. Stay scared. Bye. <laughs>